Well, we're going to go back to one of our top stories for the press review then, which is, of course, the ongoing fallout from the earthquake that has now killed over 33,000 people between Turkey and Syria. Our press reviewer, Leo McGuinn, is joining us now for more. Leo, Turkish authorities have started to take action. What can you tell us about that? That deadly earthquake, as you say, Erin, that has now killed 33,000 people across Turkey and Syria. And yes, Turkish authorities are starting to take action, as we can see here in the Istanbul publication, The Daily Sabah. You can see that they're starting to arrest builders and constructors, contractors, even over negligence uh, and flaws in the building works, which caused the buildings to collapse during the earthquake. According to the vice president, uh, Fuat Otke, 114 people have already de been detained with more to come. The Turkish Justice Ministry have ordered authorities to set up uh, earthquake crimes investigation departments to look into these alleged flaws in the building works. But the opposition don't blame the contractors or blame them wholly anyway. They place the blame at the door of President Erdogan. Uh, unsurprisingly, there's no mention of that in this piece. The Daily Sabah is often accused of being a mouthpiece of the government and is run by one of Erdogan's close friends. But if we cross to Le Monde, it's a different story. You can say here, they say the detentions, it could help to direct public anger away from the government towards those contractors, which they say is the plan of Erdogan's government to try and get them back on side. The piece explains that Turkey does have strict building codes, but they're just very rarely enforced, which is why so many buildings collapsed. In fact, the Telegraph that say that this could be the end. It could spell the end of Erdogan's near 20-year reign as president. Uh, the country's general election is only a few months away, of course, and if that anger, if that anger kind of stays up and, and they, they blame him for this tragedy, the Telegraph say that this could be the end of his reign. We will change gears now, Leo, and look across to Ukraine and the ongoing fighting. Things are apparently worse than ever for Russian soldiers, at least according to some papers. Well, yes, that's if Ukrainian sources are to be believed. They say that over 800 Russian soldiers are being killed every day, 824 to be exact. But the UK government have come out and backed them, as you can see in the New York Post. In fact, yesterday, the Defence Ministry said that while they couldn't verify these figures, it does tally with what they believe. Uh, according to the UK government, 824 deaths a day would be nearly four times as much as in June and July of last year. Uh, there was no specific number given for Ukrainian troops, but that's believed to be very high as well. And Leo, those numbers are now apparently so high that Moscow is struggling to keep track of all of the troops that are dying. Yes, this is from Russian English language paper, the Moscow Times. According to them, there are adverts placed this week in Mediazona who are looking for volunteers to help tally um, those Russian fatalities because they just couldn't, couldn't keep up. They say that the poor training uh, and lack of resources have led to these casualties. Um, and it's also due to particularly fierce fighting recently, especially around Bakhmut. Uh, that's caused the number of casualties to balloon. According to Mediazona and BBC Russian services, since the start of the war, 13,000 Russian troops have been killed. But other sources say it's a lot more. It could be as much as five times. We'll change gears completely now then, Leo. The greatest show on earth, at least for sports fans, as it's often called, took place last night in the United States. That is the Super Bowl. And as we know, Leo, it is as much about what happens off the field as what happens on the field. What do you have for us? 
The greatest show on earth, as you say, Aaron. I've got to say commiserations to you. I know you're from Philadelphia. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles lost by three points to the Kansas City Chiefs in a real barnstormer of a game. And also that Rihanna performance at halftime, which uh, caused Twitter to go into meltdown. She announced her pregnancy as well. It's one of the most anticipated events of the year. And one of the most anticipated parts of it is the adverts. So SB Nation have this. How much does a Super Bowl advert actually cost? Well, it's up. From last year, 500,000, it would cost a whopping $7 million for just 30 second slots. That's actually up double in 10 years. 10 years ago, it was just $3.5 million. Le Mans called the Super Bowl an orgy of advertising spending, spending which is expected to exceed $1 billion this year. They say that the event now has little to do with sports. And if you wanted to buy a ticket to the event, it would have cost somewhere between four dollars and $19,000. It's quite, quite a sum, Leo McGuinn. Uh, well, we'll stay in the U.S. for this last story then, The Great Escape featuring an emu. Yes, residents of a small town near Boston were treated to an interesting sight over the weekend. A pet emu escaped from her home. Her name was Mallory. She managed to escape from her home and go for a little stroll. Uh, it was a town called East Bridgewater, which is just outside Boston. She traveled around five miles with police, receiving numerous calls, alerting them to the great escape. I want to show you a quick video of said great escape, if I can. Here she is, just taking a little stroll around the neighborhood. She went on a nice, nice sightseeing tour. She was only gone for about an hour, and the good news is she got home safe and sound. If I'm uh, not mistaken, emus are in mostly native to Australia. I almost hope that she'll be able to find it home in a more natural habitat than that. Leo McGuinn, thank you very much.